I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Makeup pro and digital creator Jamie Genevieve is the founder of Vive, a beauty brand built upon inclusivity and positivity. Guided by her loyal social media following, Jamie was inspired to create something accessible yet high performing. Stay with us for more. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to help and hopefully inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast will be perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Jamie Genevieve. Harnessing her love for beauty into a hugely successful YouTube channel and Instagram channel, Jamie Genevieve is now also the founder of her own brand, Vive. An inclusive line that is 100% vegan and cruelty-free, Vive has made makeup more accessible with each product carefully formulated to provide the best quality for all. I love how Jamie has been so inspired by her own audience from a time as a makeup artist, to her collaboration with the audience of nearly 2.5 million people across all her social media networks, it just shows how her genuine passion behind what she does and how she's truly invested herself into the brand has made Vive what it is today. So both from the Marsha name and also from its meaning full of life, an ethos that remains at the core of the brand, I'm so excited to get all into the journey of Vive with Jamie. So Jamie, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish I had you to intro me everywhere I go. That was the nicest thing. I mean, it helps when you have an incredible story to share. So I'm happy to PR you because you are very PRable. Um, but so, Jamie, I mean, 
also this is quite um, reminiscent because we met during my time at Dior during a trip. So it's just so exciting that we now get to speak. I remember we were in a car once going to an event. And at that time, I think none of us would have believed that we would both be speaking now as founders of our very own beauty brand. So that's pretty insane. And that was only a few years ago. But, um, you know, I want to start by asking the same question I ask all my founder friends, which is, who in a nutshell is Jamie? Oh, um, so I, I suppose uh, if I had to like overview it, I, I, I like to think that I'm a, a kind and caring person, but my um, my artistry and my creativity, I think, um, is something that has really helped me uh, build Vive. But I, yeah, I suppose it's like, who am I? I suppose makeup artist. Um, I, I'll, I, that's the first thing that I would say to anyone and you know it's the first question that people ask isn't it it's like what do you do and even now when I'm in the back of a taxi I, I just say I'm a makeup artist <laughs> it's the easiest easiest way to go it's oh, amazing I mean you've done a lot of stuff but I do want to start a bit at the in your upbringing so you grew mm-hmm. up in Scotland and you still are in Scotland am I correct yep yep so I grew up um, I live in Glasgow now uh, me and my husband and my two German shepherds but I grew up um, a little bit north so about an hour and a half up north in a pretty small town um, very countryside which I think at one point I think I thought I wanted to be like big city living uh, maybe even move to LA or London and actually deep in my core um, I love the countryside I think Scotland's great for us as well because you know when we're working in London or overseas we always get to come back and I think it's just the way of life in Scotland it's just a wee bit slower paced it's very very chill and we're always like 20 minutes drive from countryside like I said so I thought I was going to be like a city slicker really cool I'm not (laughs) happily if anything the pandemic has taught us especially is like what you have is what everyone's yearning like why would you want to be clogged up in a small city apartment with the pollution when you have the most beautiful landscapes and nature and I mean I'm sure your mornings are like fresh you know fresh air and a lot of morning walks and yeah I'm very jealous the the morning walk part I would like to say that I honestly did that but I, I need to do more of that <laughs> I mean it's hard it's hard I mean especially as an entrepreneur I mean you could go for a morning walk or you can do your morning emails it's pretty difficult yeah. but yeah. but um, I, I do want to kind of go into like your first um, introduction into beauty so was there like a beauty scene in Scotland how did you come across makeup so I think um my my first and actually it took me until I was creating Vive to remember that my kind of earliest core memories of beauty would be watching my mum do her makeup and it was always in the you know the the car mirror the front seat mirror that you you swing down and she would always do uh, lip liner is the one that I remember the most she would do it with such care um, and she would always stop when the car was moving and then when the car stopped she would carry on and I think I just found it quite hypnotic and I thought it was really amazing that she had like five makeup products in her bag that she would use to completely transform herself and see I remember feeling like I could see her transform from one version of herself to another, I, I, like maybe a more confident version of herself, or you know, she just felt like she had her. I don't want to use the word war paint, but you know, she had she had um, her five product face on, and uh, it just made her like ready to do whatever we were on our way to do. So that for me was like my earliest memory of beauty and what it what it means to people and how transformative it is. Um, but I don't have like I, I was a bit of a tomboy. Uh, if I'm honest, when I was growing up, I didn't I didn't really play with makeup that much. I played outside. <laughs> I, I liked playing outside. Um, 
But I think that when I first started working, um, I always wanted to work. Uh, I think I've worked since I was 14. And when I was maybe 15, 16, I thought it would be really grown up to sit and do a little bit of makeup on myself before I went to work. I don't know why. I just found it, I found it really fun. I felt like I was playing the grown up and I was, you know, in, a, in an adult's world, you know, going to work when really I had school Monday to Friday. Um and I had this like little collection of products. All, most of them were benefit. Um, I, I remember when I think I was like 14, uh, we went to the benefit counter and I sat down and I thought the the makeup artist on counter was so cool. I was quite obsessed with her. She was a few years older than me. And she sat me down in that warmth that she had. And she talked me through all these products. And I was a bit nervous. You know, I was only 14 Um and she taught me through all these products and we got a little collection. I got them from her Christmas. And it's so funny because that makeup artist actually lived in the same town as me. And through a series of events, we ended up really great friends and then best friends. And she was my maid of honour and she got me my first job what? on counter at Estee Lauder. So it was just, it was such a, a a crazy thing. And actually, I couldn't remember. She remembered. She was like, I think, like we had this eureka moment where it was like, oh my God, I remember serving you on counter. And I was like, was that you? Because I do. I had this like iconic makeup artist in my mind that I found so inspiring. And she just ended up being like one of my best, best friends. So that me playing in like playing with makeup to get ready. And I do call it playing because I was messing around. And the thrill that I had when someone would say to me, oh, your makeup looks lovely today. And I would be like, oh, my God, I'm really I'm like, I'm really playing the part. It really did feel like kind of dressing up to me. But um it's just, yeah, there's so many like quite integral moments in my life that are linked to beauty, which uh, it sounds like like a make-believe story, but it, it's the truth. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I love the fact that she was your maid of honour. D- did she end up um, with that speech? With uh, Did she do a speech at your wedding? No, she didn't. She didn't. I let, I let, all, I let all the girls chill. But no, she... Um, <laughs> Uh, I think in my community, you know, a lot of people know uh, who Cara is. And actually, yeah. funnily enough, so Cara, um, her uh, sister, her little sister, Charlotte, um, yeah. was the first person to ever work on Vive with me. No <laughs> so, way. I love so, this. I know, it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, and it's best when it happens organically. And sometimes I think what you've even said is like, you don't even realize until after, like, wait. This is how, you know, it's, it's a community and it's a family right. and it happens all organically, which is the best way. But, um, you know, you were talking about um, kind of your first experience um, seeing the beauty counters. And I know you also worked, yeah. um, was an Estee Lauder. Yeah. And what was that like? And how did you get into that? So I worked for Estee Lauder. I lo- I, first of all, I loved working on makeup counters. It was it's yeah. such a, a high point in my life. And it was, I just felt really, um, honestly, happy every day. Uh, and I went from Estee Lauder, I worked there for two years, which is obviously a very classic brand. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot when I worked for Estee Lauder. And I was young, I was 18. Um, maybe I was 17, actually, but I was I was young when I started. And what I learned at Estee Lauder, uh, I have really held on to. And it's all just about how to treat people. Um, and the fact, I think, um, I remember my manager at the time would always tell me, you know, you don't know what people are coming in for, what kind of products, but also what kind of help they need and why they need that help. And, you know, sometimes it can be a bit more sensitive or sometimes it's just more frivolous, you know, going to a makeup counter to spend some money to treat yourself. But sometimes it's a little bit more than that. Um, and working on that counter, I, I then moved across the beauty hall 
uh, to a brand called Illamasqua, which have at the very core of their brand, you know, it's inclusivity. And that was where I really learned that makeup and beauty is just for anyone who wants it, which um, I think actually has really stayed with me in creating Vive. And when I was building the brand, um, you know, you come up with your your core ethos and what you care about and, and really what the, the bones of your brand is made of. And a lot of that I actually learned from working on counter and speaking with customers every single day. Um, but working on makeup counters is great. And the the um, the kind of family you, you make, make <laughs> sorry, cut that out. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the family that you end up with, uh, working, working with these, with these people that, um, you know, it is, it is only a job, but it's, it, for me, it was more than that. It was just so exciting. And I, I got excited to work every day and, and, the you know it was I found it really scary I'll never forget the first time that I um had to color match someone for foundation or go at someone with a mascara wand because I I was not properly trained as a makeup artist yet a lot of the training I'd had was on counter um and then I went on to college so I worked at makeup on makeup counters but I was at college at the same time so I was really getting Uh. taught about this industry from both sides which again was really important I think 100% and and I think it's also it teaches you that kind of interpersonal human skills uh, at like a very young age because every as you said you know hit the nail on the head every experience is unique and different and you can translate that to every single customer obviously at a a larger scale when you have your own beauty brand because you don't have that opportunity to meet each person Mm -hmm. but you have to also have that mindset when creating products when talking to people on social media on your customer service because everyone has got their own unique story and their own unique reason for wanting to or you know using your product so it's I think a very invaluable lesson and I I, you know I used to work in Estee Lauder on the corporate side and I will say like Estee specifically is an amazing school for education like they really do nurture a lot of that and I think um that's a great place to start uh, yeah. especially on counter um so that's really cool but I mean and then I know from from counter to college to then starting this incredible social media journey um so was it YouTube first and what was your first like was it your first video do you remember what it was I do I remember it I actually really remember it all really clearly so I was at college at the time and working at Illamask at the same time. So I, I remember on Thursday evenings or Thursday at college, we would have our body painting class. So a lot of like a lot of us would model for each other. So it, yes, it means literally standing completely naked, getting your body painted, whatever it was. So, you know, the class was it was fun and we made fun of it and it was great. Um, and I remember I would get painted whatever and then I would have to take it off my face quickly redo my makeup and then put clothes on over the body paint so I'd be going to going to work with like underneath my clothes was just covered in whatever it was painted like the night sky and um that Thursday I was always so happy to get home and have a really long bath because I just spent all day covered in body paint working selling products to people that had no idea that I was dressed up like a cartoon character or something but um the for me um I started posting images of my makeup so I would wake up early before college or before work and I would take photos of the makeup that I'd done that day and post it to Instagram and back then, you know, I had my Instagram for my for my own friends and things. So in between makeup posts was like pictures of my dinner. Do you remember everyone used to just take a picture of their food, yeah. put a put a quick Juno filter over it, and then post? <laughs> so call it a day. Is, oh, call it a day. That was as, as easy as it was. But um, I 
uh, I started to notice that uh, people were starting to follow me, uh, which was exciting. Um, and when I worked at Illamasca, their social team, which is so funny because you might know her, Rose Gallagher. Right? So at the time, Rose worked on the social team for Illamasca, and she was the first person to ever repost me on a, like an, a branded Instagram account. So I got re- I got reposted on Illamasca. So we we chatted. Um, I didn't know this until we we talked recently. And she was like, "Do you know it was me that reposted you for the first time?" And I was I kind of said to her, "I was like, you might have changed my life. I, I hope you know that you might have changed my life." So she reposted a picture of me, and I remember exactly what the makeup looked like. I had these huge eyelashes on, and it was one of the first pictures I ever took on a proper camera. But I posted this picture. It got reposted on the Illamasca Instagram page. And I started seeing hundreds of people coming over and following me. And I uh, I was so excited. I didn't even freak out. I was like, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened. So that kind of put like a, like a bit of a fire in my belly. So every day I would get up earlier and do more makeup and try and take more photos. And when I remember I got to 10,000 Instagram followers, I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so cool. I thought that would be it as well. So I thought like you reach a point and then that must be it. So I was like, this is, this is amazing. And in my mind, you know, I was thinking all these people have found me. What if they book me to do their makeup? This like my business could really take off. I could be fully booked with clients every weekend. So um, definitely wasn't thinking huge, but I was thinking business. I was thinking, you know, I could maybe work for myself and just do makeup. This is so exciting. Um, and then I did a Halloween makeup. So Halloween makeup's always been a real big passion of mine. I find it very, very fun. I find it really therapeutic because it takes hours to do. And I got um, a bunch of comments from people saying, how, how did you do this? And I was thinking, I was like, I can't really explain how I did this in a comment. And back then we had no Instagram stories, no Instagram lives, no Instagram video. It was a very simple platform, which is kind of nice. I, I do look back at old Instagram and I'm like, oh, it was such a an easy place. Um, yeah. You know, one type of media and that was it. So I, um, I, I decided I was going to film my first ever YouTube video and I filmed it on my MacBook that I got for my 18th birthday and I set it up. And if anyone watches that video, you'll see that I am so terrified. I am really shy. Uh, like, like I, I watch it and I just want to give her a bit of a hug because... I can see that I'm really shy. I'm really nervous. I didn't tell anyone what I was doing. I didn't tell my mum and dad. I didn't tell my now husband. We were going out at the time. I didn't tell him because I was just, te- I just was terrified. So I filmed this video and I put it up and immediately a bunch of people from Instagram went over to watch this video. And it was back in the day that, um, I think it was 2013, which is kind of crazy, but it was back, back then YouTube was not as saturated, um, and I, I know that, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of hard work that goes into it, but timing and luck is also a crucial part of of, of how I suppose I've I've managed to do what I've done, I think. Um and I think that there maybe wasn't as many people on YouTube doing the same thing as me. And I, I sometimes wonder if it's the fact I'm Scottish. I don't know. I feel like the Scottish people were just looking for someone someone that um they can identify with. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I posted I posted this video and then I, um, again I got I got excited because people were watching, so I got that fire in my belly again, and um, I added that into my routine. I would wake up early, do my makeup, take the photos, go to work, go to college, come home, take my makeup off, and then I would film YouTube videos at night 
Um, so I was, it was just a bit of a juggling act. But when you, I think when you're so excited and you love what you do so much, um, it's you don't even think about work, the work of it. It wasn't work as well at that point. It wasn't a job. So it was just literally just my hobby and my passion um, that I just slotted into my life. It's amazing. And I, I mean, I'm on your YouTube channel right now. I'm seeing the Halloween skull makeup tutorial, the first one. And the crazy thing is, is it was seven years ago, but I could see this video like posted today and still like being performing like relevant. Like I think Aww. you had future vision or something because you just created what people still want to see today um and definitely I, I do agree with that kind of relatability and having you know definitely being scottish i think it helps because it allows you to connect with also your audience but also be differentiating to like the whole world because there's a lot of different types of content we see and i think um i think it's beautiful to see how you can still you know even you still staying in scotland and not going to la i think it's really nice because it just shows how you've stuck to your roots as well and you've employed people in the same community and family it's just it's so much respect for you in that because i think it's actually so um difficult to do as you grow but you've done that and it's amazing oh, thank so you. really want to appreciate that um but i mean nearly a million followers on youtube 1.4 and instagram i mean you're taking over but <laughs> the best thing is is you haven't for me as an entrepreneur and you as an entrepreneur you know you, you didn't stop there with just the social media part you also went on to create a brand on its own which is no easy feat um and i think it's definitely community born because i'm sure the reason for creating this brand wasn't from always like you know obviously you might have wanted it from having your own business but i'm sure your community along the seven eight years of you being on social media has been telling you consistently mm. we need a brand from you so was there like a turning point where actually you know those comments turned into like Maybe let me start a business plan. Let me think about this. Yeah, so I, I do remember it was actually when I worked on Counter still. So when when you work on Counter, obviously you see a lot of product, right? A lot of new product. And it's not just for the brand that you work on. It's all the counters that are in the department store or, for, or wherever you work. Um, and I always think, um, and not in a negative way, I always love the products that I worked with, but I always would, in my mind, say, I would have done this. I would have tried this or I think and also the customers um, and the people that I, were do that I was doing makeup on they were they were literally telling me what they want they were like ah, I like this but you know that packaging's just really bulky don't like the way it would fit in my makeup bag and I would be like okay and then I, I think I just started like keeping tabs of what people were saying and and I, I love the conversation of it so uh, skin and, and talking about skin and complexion and and products that work on that complexion but don't work here and oh no I can't use that because it'll react badly or and I just was uh, it's just all the different um, things that people think about when they're choosing what products they want to invest in and want to use every day so when I worked on counter I was I was doing that I came up with a bunch of really bad brand names um on you know on Sundays Sundays in Scotland um in Glasgow working on counter were quiet and I would clean my counter and I'd maybe get like a few a few customers that day but a lot of the time I, I had time I had the space to think about you know dream up a, a, a make-believe future right and I would always dream of my own brand and what I would do and what I would do first um and then the social media uh, the digital creator side of things uh, really picked up you know I only had one year um, I went freelance I left counter and I worked for myself and I would do a lot of lessons master classes um, weddings 
client makeup and that again it was the exact same thing but I didn't work for a counter I wasn't restricted to talk about one brand I could talk about whatever I wanted and every customer that I had every client um I'm you know I'm chatty I'm a people person I like I like to talk a lot so um I would be putting a product on and I'd say have you tried this and then the client usually would say oh no I've not and then I always I'd get a message the next day saying what was that because I'm obsessed with it and I was like I know I told you you would be obsessed with it so when I you know when I was doing that I I really think that my job is the exact same it went but instead of going from clients and working on people's faces it went online and I was talking to not just one person at a time but you know however many wanted to watch which again was the coolest and another thing that was the coolest I I had no brands really that I had to that I had to show I didn't work for one brand I worked I kind of worked for them all um and then what happened uh, naturally, uh, which I'm so grateful for, is I actually did end up working with so many of my favourite brands. And one thing that I'm really lucky with, again, is that I got to choose because, I, you know, I was busy. Um, and if a product didn't work, uh, I would have to tell them, I'd say, I'm really sorry, but, you know, it didn't work for me. I don't feel comfortable talking about this. Um, and I think that because of that, what what happened was I built this community of people that really trust what I say. Um, and it's because, I suppose, integrity and, and, and honesty has all, always just been so important to me. It's a bit of a no-brainer, like me. And um, I worked for myself for a long time, and then I got the, an amazing manager. And um, it, our job together was so seamless because if a product didn't work it didn't work and then that was it we didn't talk about it again and you know we would always handle it um you know really nicely we would we would say in a gentle way like thanks but no thanks and you know I did feel bad sometimes but I think what happened was I ended up with this community of people that really trust and, and believe in what I'm talking about and get excited about beauty that's the key thing is that when I get excited about something um I think that it, what it does is it pumps everyone up, and and I, it's the same with if someone gets someone gets excited about something in front of me, I can't help but get really excited as well. I'm like, oh my god, I need to try this. So like my friends are influencers to me. They tell me, have you tried this? I love it. I'm like, I'm buying it right now because I trust what they're saying, right? So what so what happened was um, I always had this dream about a, a brand in the back of my mind. I always just pushed it aside because I was like, I'll never have the money. I'll never have the like. I won't. I don't know how to do it. I just don't know how to do it. So it's too, it's it's too much work. Um, and I think about four years into me being full time digital creator, social media. I realized, you know, I actually, if I put my head down, I, I, I so could do this. I was like, so many people have done this. Why not me? You know, why not me? So um, I started by myself, first of all. Um, first thing, again, I think that is the hardest is the name. Coming up with a brand name is awful. <laughs> and, and trademarking it. Like, we forget, you might even come up with a great one, but then it's like, I haven't got it yeah. in class three or this country and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. it's tough it's and tough. and actually you know we're I don't want to say we're late in the game because we're not but we're kind of late in the game you know a lot of things have been trademarked so even um, if they're not even creating it they're just keeping they're holding on to yeah, it so it's like absolutely it's tough. yeah so I remember I was lying in bed and I always joke to to my team that I always get these like eureka moments I, I say eureka loosely um 
but I was lying in bed and I think I just started dissecting my name because I've been thinking of brand names and actually I always like the idea of people seeing it and knowing it's mine but if you don't know me doesn't matter doesn't doesn't matter who made it so I started cutting up my name in my mind and then the, the last part of Genevieve which is my middle name um my mum and dad are very proud of that by the way the the, yeah, the given name because it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um I started cutting up and then I landed on Vive and I just thought there was something quite chic about it. There's something that's quite, it drew a parallel to me to, to a lot of fashion houses, which I like because I love that, that kind of, you know, the classic nature of the brand. And I think the juxtaposition of me and classic is quite funny because I think people look at me and might have thought my brand would have looked a little bit different than, than it ended up. But um, I came up with this name. I got uh, a feeling, and again, this fire in my belly. I need to come up with another <laughs> euphemism. But um, I, no, I, I got this, I got this like excitement. And since then, I, I basically cut my working week in half. And I was secretly working, um, I mean, working week for us, what is it, like seven days a week? Yes. <laughs> exactly. It does, I mean, it, it's, it's, there is no, sense of time it's just no there's not (laughs) um so I I cut my time in half and what I did was I continued as I I was um didn't tell anyone about it and I so for everyone else they just thought I was doing my normal job um which again I was full-time before but I managed to basically squeeze it into half a week and then the other half of the week I was building this brand and we got loads of brilliant help um coming up with again the brand ethos I didn't really know how to put that down on paper or how to how to kind of work backwards uh from what I want to create and what the pillars of the brand would be but you know we had help where I needed it I'm the first person to say that uh, I don't know how to do everything no way and there's so many things that I am downright bad at but that's why you hire someone that is so much better than you. And then what you end up with is this team that is driven by, you know, excitement that they can bring something to the table and that they've got the space to do that without, um, you know, I'm without someone hovering over them thinking that they can do it better. There's abs- that's there's one thing about my team that I love so much is there is no ego anywhere at any level. Um, and it really does feel like a community in itself. Uh the, the work environment that we've managed to build is, it, for me, I, it's where I want to work, you know, it's exactly where I want to work. And I, and I love to think that my, my team feel the same. So, uh, but yeah, I, I started building the brand and I did what I'm good at, which is um, product. Uh, I started studying a lot just by myself about formulations and why certain formulas work and why certain formulas don't. What don't I like? What what do I like? What um what what do other people like and that's where my audience were the best because they didn't know but for two two years I was asking them all the questions that anyone needs to ask to create a a beauty brand that that it's going to work um and it was I felt quite sneaky in the way in the best way I was like this is so exciting they've got no idea (laughs) and and even that thought process of like oh my god like they don't even know that they, they see you doing your usual 
job and work, but you've actually managed to hack time and still build something (laughs) at the same time. So when you're about to drop, people will be like, wait, what? And that's exactly what happened when I saw it. I was like, wait, what? This is Jamie Genevieve who I met at Dior. Like, (laughs) did she just create this brand? Because I know what it takes to build a brand and I've been following you in socials. I was like, I never saw an inkling of any of this. So yeah, it was like a magician trick for me, but I know exactly (laughs) how much work you did. Um, But I I do kind of want to ask about, you know, from the name was kind of like, cool, we got this. I kind of know where I want to, um, what kind of brand ethos I want to create, which also I 100% with, especially with your Estee, you know, Inamasca um, experience, and then you wanting the best of the formulas and uh, product. I really see, when, when the brand was launched, I really saw you um, personally from my experience of knowing you. And, and I also saw not just you, but I also saw a brand that was needed. And that was like a really hard thing to to, to, to balance having your own self and also fitting a, a market relevancy and not yeah. fitting the saturated everyone has a beauty brand everyone has a makeup fragrance hair care brand so that was a really like takes time to craft and what was your you know at the beginning of your journey what was that time frame like like in all of this we're talking about was this a couple of months a couple of years and also did you have certain products in mind at launch that you wanted to start with yeah so um I worked on the brand by myself for actually quite a short period of time and then Charlotte who I mentioned earlier so Charlotte had just graduated um university as a graphic designer and I knew that the easiest way for me to see a good picture of what everything well see what it was looking like basically was to get my ideas in some kind of graphics that I could see all together and also the branding and things like that. Like the branding is something that I still have um, a lot of uh, like control over just because that is, is the creativity and it's the, it's what it looks like and what it feels like. Um, so Charlotte came on board really quickly. Um, and we, that was, I have to say one of the funnest parts because not only was I living you know, the life that I that I'd built uh, as a digital creator, but I was getting to work with one of my best friends on a bit of a dream project. And there's something about creating a brand and no one seeing it that is really peaceful. You know, you don't need to worry about, you know, no one sees what you're creating. No one, no one can, um, I, I think when you pour your heart into something, it's really scary, you know, and you, you almost like you see it at the end of creating it. You almost don't want anyone to see it. <laughs> you know, you've created what you think is perfect. And, you know, this is yeah. this is my dream. And then at the end of it, you're like, ah, uh, what if people don't like it? Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I use that word a lot. And actually, I, I can talk about that in a bit as well. But there was something about it that I found terrifying. Um because I was just, I, I felt like the ground had been, uh, the cart, like, I don't know, the rug had been swept underneath me. I can't remember what that phrase is. Is it swept, the cart, the rug no. had been pulled, pulled yeah. from under me? Like, pulled from <laughs> under you. Yeah, yeah, it is that. But I understand. But, yeah, so so I think, um, and actually there, uh, someone that I, that I work with was, was saying that artists always feel like that or often feel like that. They spend, you know, a lot of um, time, energy, energy you put all your energy into one thing and then when it goes you're kind of left with nothing you need to recuperate and you need to recharge and I think that that I didn't do that you know I, I didn't do that I launched the brand and then what I was left with was um you know a bit of a cavern I was like oh god everything that I've been working on is gone what do I do now and instead of you know sitting in it and really letting myself feel it I just started running and I was like I need to do whatever the next thing is 
and it took yeah. me I think six months to settle back into myself and then and then I felt so great um one of one of our investors said the same thing he yeah. said, um, you might be surprised um, that it's not immediately like a feel like a feeling of elation. Um it's it's a bit of a roller coaster in your emotions when you when you've created something and pushed it out into the world. Um and he said it'll take you by surprise when when you realise what you've done and you feel that joy and pride. And it was exactly what he said. I, I felt it six months later and I was sitting um writing an article I had a glass of wine and I was writing an article for Vogue and I was like oh my god this is it. <laughs> I was like I can't believe that this is what's happened um but I feel like I went off on a tangent there but it's something that I just wish that someone had told me earlier uh, if I'm honest I think that uh, I always thought that you know the business uh, person hustle was all mm. that like I just thought it was going to be sparkly and, and gorgeous from the start to the finish and I actually see the peaks and troughs in the roller coaster it's so part of it it's all part of yeah. it and I actually um it's, it's I've never learned so much in my whole life and I feel um like I've grown as a person hugely over the last like two years like a crazy amount hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And I think it's really important as well to like, you know, on that advice you gave, which is so important for anyone, whether it's business or you extrapolate those learnings into other walks of life, it's when you are on that roller coaster, there will be more and more downs and there will be more and more ups. And it's really important to like sometimes foresee your future self in certain moments because yeah. uh, I mean especially as you grow you know the amount of problems that come up left right and center in your businesses as you open up more markets more products more teams you know there is not a day where there won't be uh, mini roller coasters within your larger roller coasters you know yeah and yeah. it's just how quickly you 
balance it all. So like, did you, you know, you said really clearly that you realized, I say after six months, um, mm. uh, certain aha moments that, wow, this is, this is what you did. Um, how do you, like, how would you advise people to like balance taking the time to reflect and give yourself that pat on the back, but also then still go, 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 because, you know, there is still more to be done, more to do and more people to inspire and help, right, in your journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I realized that works really well for me is um, time management is crucial. So uh, I'm, I, I kind of like scrutinize my week, like I break it down into hours now, and as soon as I see it all laid out in the week, and I never used to do that. I used to be very like free flowing in the way that I worked because I knew that I would always manage to get it done. But um, it's when other people start counting on you, you know, they need you for certain things and you need to have things done by a certain time. Um, but at the same time, when I'm planning out that week, I, I put in appointments that I want to do. Um, you know, I take, I've got... Um, I think like like silly things like get my nails done. I need to go and get my nails done for work as well to make sure that I look you know presentable for videos. But um, I really enjoy that period of time. And then like I don't know, say my husband asks, you know, do you want to go to the cinema this week? I'll be like, yes, I do, and I will schedule it into my week, and we will go together. And it's just it sounds. Um, I think at one point I was like, oh god, that's so sad having to schedule your life like that. But actually, but you have to. You have to, you otherwise have to. you. Otherwise, it won't happen. No, it won't happen. And then what what ends up happening is um, you just keep going, and then you don't schedule those things in for yourself and for your family. Um, and then that's just it's it's actually it's detrimental to your relationships, but also your business because there's only so much you can do when you're starting to run out of fuel. And you just find little ways to fuel yourself. And actually, I've started doing that and. Um, and not feeling guilty about it you know I'm my best self when I am balanced and then I can be my best self for my team and then I can be my best self for my family and it just for me it makes so much more sense and I think accepting that um, life is busy and it's always going to be busy but if you can pepper in those me time moments or those fun moments then amazing you've got you've got it you've got it down <laughs> agree and I think especially as entrepreneurs or brand founders of their own businesses it's so exciting to work on it like every day you know I sometimes say to myself I'm happy to be with my friends for dinner I'm also happy to be at home with a glass of wine working on the next the next product like yeah. both are happiness for me right yeah. yeah but I think it is important to say even though both are happy I'm gonna today choose to be with my friends because yeah there's always time ahead of me. I can still work on my business plan later, but uh, it is hard to find that balance. A lot of my friends who work in corporate and stuff, they don't really understand that when I say, because I say, you know, I love working. And they're like, why do you love work? Why do you work all the time? And it's like, because I'm, I work for myself. So it's not work. I mean, work is just the word I use as a, as a word for it, but it's actually, yeah. it's just me enjoying my time building something. So yeah. I think what you said is, it is, we, we also say it, we say it sounds simple, it sounds daft, but it really isn't because it's, so, yeah. it's so easy to forget that this is, this is fun, but we need to yeah. regulate it. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Um, and actually, I get carried away with the fun of it all. You know, I'll sit in my computer downstairs until 11 o'clock at night and then I'm up at seven to do the same thing all over again. And it's like, exactly. yeah, yes, I'm having so much fun. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still it's still work and you need to just be able to take yourself out to do something else. Um, just so you're refreshed and a bit reset, I think. Well, and, you know, talking about then the brand and how it's yeah. it's grown today, I would love to go a bit more into the products because yeah. I do this thing. And, you know, when you were talking earlier I liken my podcast to like 
puzzles. So I have a vision of like what the puzzle is before. And when I come on, when I hear the founder speak, it's all like fitting like a jigsaw. I'm like, okay, it all makes sense. And, you know, I was looking, I always do this. Um, I look at reviews because it really gets me a sense of like what the okay. community is saying. Your brand, I've spoken to many guests you have like, I, I, I don't look for one stars, but I, I couldn't see no. one. Like it's all <laughs> positive. I don't know what you've done, but I mean, I know what you've done. You've done, you've made incredible products with incredible formulas. Um, and I think it's just really important to shout out like to the fact that before when you were saying about, um, you know, how you, you were always recommending the very best and you knew people would love it. I understand then why you would create a brand with only the very best and, you know, what you would yourself love. And I know what you knew your community would love. And I mean, some of the, the, the things that like literally the best product I've ever bought, people are like, this is the best <laughs> primer out there. But then they also say stuff like, you know, it helps keep my makeup on even under my glasses. Like, you know, I'm sure you've also thought practically about how all your products are also performing. So what was your kind of NPD rollout, your initial few yeah. products that you launched with, was it, um, uh, was it very easy for you or did you have to like take a step back and launch it bit by bit? So the, it, it's so funny because the first collection that we ever launched with, it, it's called the Essential Collection and I knew exactly what it was before. Uh, I think when I had the brand name, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. And me and the team, we all, we all joke that it's my selfish collection. I wanted to make the products that I wanted to make. And that was, and that was, it. I was quite not, I wouldn't say stubborn because everyone was always so um, ready to like stand with me and, and do, and honestly do, do what I wanted to do. Um, so we launched with uh, an eyeshadow palette, the essential palette, which is our modern take on neutrals. So, you know, I'm all about a warm brown smoky eye. I think that it's just a staple and everything about the palette um was just was just thought about so the size of it the eyeshadow pans are huge so you really get a lot for 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 your money but also um it's amazing for makeup artists you know I always thought um actually that's a great point to make whenever making products I always think about the makeup artist and I always think about the person who wants to learn how to do their own makeup so it really is the customer with a really basic understanding of makeup if none at all um all the way up to the to the professional makeup artist because I want them to be proud to use Vive in their kit. Um, but I also want our customers to feel like every day they're getting to use products that makeup artists love and they work well enough for makeup artists, but you can have them at home in your makeup bag. And the the kind of vibe that I like to think that Vive gives off is a really um, welcoming and uh, warm place to be it's quite you know it's quite unapologetic when it comes to you know the branding is very luxe and it's really cool um but at the same time there's this like there's this hand that's ready to be held if it's like if you need help just come to us and we'll tell you how to do it um and I think the eyeshadow palette um sorry I keep on getting sidetracked I get too excited talking about this but the eyeshadow palette the 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 top of the palette folds all the way back underneath um so you can have it sitting flat on your desk which again was really important to me because makeup artists love that so there's just all these little details in the design and the performance uh we go to the labs that best make those products so we have eyeshadows that are made in italy we have um our eye wands our eye shadow sticks um cream sticks are made in south korea our um primer is made in south korea because their skincare formulations are unbelievable we have our pencils made in germany because they are the land of the makeup pencil they're the best makeup pencils along with our sharpener which took me 
oh my god a year and a half to get right because I wanted a certain blade because a certain blade would sharpen every pencil because that's another thing about um the, my brand is I know that everyone uh like no one person will have one brand in their makeup bag unless they are diehard loyal fans which I you know that that is a bit of the dream you know I, I would love for someone to be really brand loyal to us but I still try everything I get really excited about other brands I still um you know I still use lots of other brands because I I, I've, I love the products that they make so when we made the sharpener, I was like, well, this works with our pencils, but it doesn't work with my other pencils that I've got. So we need to change the blade to make sure it works for everyone's makeup, like throughout their whole makeup bag. Um, so, you know, there's all, all these different facets to how we create these products that to me, um, it means that I can launch them with with pride. And, uh, you know, I can stand I can stand on my two feet and be like, you will love this. Um, I can't imagine launching a, launching a product that I wasn't obsessed with. Uh, it makes me... It makes me feel quite ill. <laughs> but it always reminds me of like, you know, you're launching with purpose and reason. And I think that's so important for anyone creating a brand today because it's, uh, it's actually very easy to do. It's just you only launch it when you believe in it. You don't launch it for the sake of sales. And when you do launch it and you have that, not only will you love it and be proud of it and want to shout about it every single day, but also the consumers will feel it. Yeah. And I think it's just such a easy thing but not often done but I think when you are at the more of the driver's seat of your brand and you know you have the power to have people listening to you it allows us and I've worked in many big companies where I do understand there's accountability there's investors there's uh, targets and sometimes launches just happen for just making a launch yeah. um, which is tough but I will say I mean you have done something which is pretty insane especially during the height of a pandemic I struggle with my one main, but I have three small, like labs in America. You have production all over the world. How the hell, Jamie, have you done this? And somehow, like, no, do, are you really a magician, or, or has it been a tough journey with the, with the global supply chain and logistics? So um, that uh, I will say, I have again the best members of my team because I didn't have a clue about uh, logistics and you know especially with some of the things happening in the UK with Brexit and then Covid and and you know supply chain and, and things have been hard but uh, I have an amazing chief of operations Annabelle who uh, is I, I just cannot believe how unbelievable she is and that's not fair to the rest of my team to, to only shout her out because I have an Annabelle everyone and in yeah. ev- almost every area, we're we're still um, building out our team. But I think at the very start, obviously, it was me, and then it was me and Charlotte. Um, and then another thing is, I have a CEO, uh, Emma, who is just unbelievable. So um, I am the founder and chief creative officer. So everything that you see in the brand, all the products, the way it feels, um, and there's a lot of other stuff, you know, that I that I have a really firm grip on, but. You know, when it comes to a lot of the other stuff, I, I what I want is visibility and I want to know what's happening and I want to learn and understand how, um, you know, brands work. And, and again, that's why I said I've never learned so much in my entire life. But um, I, I just think it's so important to have these these people because they actually at the end of the day, these are they are the pillars of the brand. Um, and I, I think that what's happened is our team has built out into honestly just they're a bunch of superheroes if I'm honest they're unbelievable so um you know we have I have my weekly meetings with uh 
all different areas of the team um, where we do updates and uh, and we, we talk about the issues that we're facing for supply chain and, you know, even sourcing the ingredients sometimes, it causes delays. But the nice thing about having a small team and being independent is we can do actually whatever we want. So when problems arise, all we have to do is figure out how to change our plan or pivot or fix it. Um, and then we can do it. So we are a big bunch of problem solvers. <laughs> you, Jamie, are a true epitome of like conscious leadership. And like you have really thought about the whole 360 of bringing your stakeholders, your, you know, your consumers, your team. It's just really incredible to see and the product as well. Um, but I, I'm curious to see like from your from your mind, what is like now the future for Vive? Because you, you you've launched in like um, incredible retail, like, you know, Cult, Harrods. Um, would you say right now it's, um, you know, is the goal to like really take USA by storm or Asia? Is it to just grow more products? What is for you the vision? So I think at the moment we're, we're kind of eyes everywhere. Um, we have a really strong calendar for NPD this year. Um, some really major uh, products that have taken a long time to get right um, which for me adds you know whatever you think that time is double it because um, <laughs> just uh, yeah contingency uh, plans <laughs> yeah um, and uh, we had our first pop-up so the first time that's the one thing that I really struggled with in the pandemic um, was I could not wait to see our customer in real life and I couldn't wait for the team to meet our customer so they can really see what happens when our community is together um but what actually happened with the pandemic is we had that but just online and that made me so grateful I was so grateful for the platforms that I've got and the experience that I've got online because um you know coming up with ideas on how to do things online I'd kind of done it already or I'd seen it already or I'd, I'd, I'd you know I knew a tech that would work really well for us so there there was there were certain things about my previous career that or my current, I suppose, current career, I still do it as well. But um, launching the pandemic, the one thing that I really miss was the customer and the and the and people having a tactile experience with beauty. You know, it's it's a, it's a really important thing to touch and feel and and get a sense of of something in the flesh. And we had that for the first time in Glasgow at our Vive pop up where we had it was over eight days uh, and I think it was the end uh, yeah it was the end of October um and we had over 500 customers a day some days nearly double that um and I was meant to be there I think like three days out of the eight days and I was there every day because you could not take me out of that I had my own shop I had my own and actually it was you know ever since I was little that was what I wanted for for a present I wanted my own cashier because I wanted to have my own shop so I just couldn't, I couldn't believe I had this and I had these amazing makeup artists working for, for, for me and, and for us. And, you know, we had tears at the end of their last shift because they were like, I can't believe this isn't just my job. Permanent. And, yeah. I, and I actually, like, and I, I cried my eyes out. My, I cried my eyes out on the first day and it was just, it was the most amazing thing. And for us, it was amazing to see how many customers had been waiting to see us in real life to buy and we'd already like you said like we were, we're online with cult we have our own um e-com and we are really proud of 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 our e-com and and what cult has done for us since launch but seeing that experience in the pop-up and seeing the like it was it was palpable the excitement it was everywhere and it was just um 
I'm getting a wee bit goosebumpy even talking about it. It was it was honestly it was like pure magic. So that for us is um important going forward. So we might have yep. some plans this year uh Amazing. to make sure that we can see see more of our customers and bring the brand to life um in other places. Uh and us for America, we are we actually already have an amazing American customer. Um, uh, it's, it's a pretty, like, you know, big chunk of our pie, is uh, of our customers. If our customers were a pie, there's a big wedge in, <laughs> in America. Um, and again, I think that there's a lot of customers there that are waiting for us to go and, and, and show what we're about. So that is something that um, we are really taking our time with. We're really, we're really putting a, a plan together, but it's... Um, it's, we're not going to overlook uh, the US for sure. That's incredible. I mean, I, I especially love this whole fidgetal um, mindset because yeah, you had a proof of concept with the incredible turnout. Also, your history and your desire for wanting it is another huge factor. And I, I mean, I even saw like the amount of detail. Were, were you like stamping? Yeah. Talk back? I saw, I was like, Jamie, are you stamping? All of I was looking at that. I told it to my sister and I was like, okay, we need to start doing like more effort. Oh it was just, I mean, that was taking the time. There's just, there's something about those like, and don't get me wrong, we won't be able to do that for every pop time. because <laughs> no. uh, we like, there's a lot of us spending a lot of hours stamping bags, but see those times. Yeah touches that make it feel I don't know just so make personal. It yeah we just want everyone to know how much we care about them and how um you know it's for us I I have not seen um a stronger community in a makeup brand mm. I, I really and I, I maybe I'm biased but I just can't um the, the kindness that they have for us um and also each other is yep. like I've, I've just never seen it before I've I really not and it makes me so proud actually it makes me really really proud you, you have to be and also <laughs> um it, the best part is this is just a gateway a window into what the future will be and can be um because this is just the beginning like I, I already feel goosebumps thinking about our conversation <laughs> today I can't wait to see where we will go in like a couple of years and I'll be like yeah. I'm sure I can already see it. I'll be passing like the counters of Heathrow Terminal 5 or Hell Harris yeah. and there'll be like a huge Charlotte Tilbury and a huge V and I'll be like oh this is Jamie I knew she would so I can see it I can see it already um but um you know but before we go into um the fire round questions and wrap it up I do want to just kind of ask um you know the pandemic has, has shaped a lot of our kind of daily routines and even our mindset and um as a a founder of a brand do you have like a routine or rituals for success that you you kind of try to do? I would say intend to do every day. I know you were talking about the morning walks, but yeah. like, um, mm. what's your kind of the, your your must dos every day? So um, I am pretty, and it, again, the the work part for me because I love it so much. Um, I don't really have a ritual with that. Drink loads of water. Basically, yeah. I've only started drinking enough water, and it's kind of changing my life. But um, the, the routine and the ritual that I've got so I, it's basically so I'm at best health um so I can work to to the I don't know the the power that I need to you know yeah. and get and get things done but um I'm quite uh it's a non-negotiable for me f- to sit down and do my skincare in the morning and at night um and actually I've started reading and I think it's made a huge difference. So as someone that creates a lot of content online, I am just really um, strict with how I spend that time. I'm still online a lot, but I pretty much have curated my socials 
to you know it's stuff that I want to see it's people that I want to see it's people that make me laugh or people that teach me something or you know people that I find find really inspirational that make me you know get up and be like yep I'm gonna do that too you know um and I wouldn't say that at any point I've ever had a you know a really negative time online I've always managed to to balance my time on social media and, and curate it quite well but right now I've got it down to a fine art so I go online I see what I want to see I catch up with who I want to catch up with um and then I come off and I read or um I, I spend a lot more time talking to people in my messages and in my comments um and again see that I think with social media it's easy to forget the social part of it sometimes yeah. and when you just start churning out the media um it's like that. I think that's when you maybe start getting a wee bit sidetracked by the things that don't matter. What really matters is the conversations you're having every day and the connections you're making. And yeah. um, I, yeah, I actually, I love talking with people. And do you know my new favourite thing? Highly recommend voice noting people. Uh, you know, if so, oh my, it's, it's the, the best. best. On Instagram, right? Like yeah, in terms yeah. of like, hey, I just wanted to catch up. Like even if it's yeah. a follower, you don't even know, just voice noting, yeah. right? Yeah, someone yeah. messaged me the other day asking about... Um, we've just brought out some new lipstick shades you know our, our modern matte lipstick formula and our modern lip definer we've got a shade extension that our community really asked for so um we were getting messages through and someone just asked a simple question what lips what lip liner should I get with this lipstick and I was voice noted and then I sent a selfie of myself because I was wearing it and and she was like uh this is mental hi <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hi. Um, so I, I get such a buzz off that because, um, I, I, you know, part of me really does, and I, I, I don't mean to sound any kind of way, but I don't really understand why someone would get excited about me messaging them just because I just, I, I, I do just, um, I just think, I don't know, I just don't think about that part of it, I don't think. But at the same time, it makes me so happy that, you know, some people, it was someone's birthday and I just voice noted them saying, happy birthday, hope you had a great day. And they're like, you've just made my day. Aww. And I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. And it was so easy for me to do that. So I, I do a lot more of that when I'm on socials, which leaves me feeling really uplifted and and happy. Um, and last thing is a bubble bath. I am the mm. bubble bath queen. That's all I do. Yeah. I, I have I have a bath um, like every every night. I want to say, and it's my time oh. to, to totally chill out and I used to watch a film or a tv show at the same time and I don't anymore I listen to music and I read and again I feel like that's given me more space in my brain to think about other things um mm. so it's my new it's my new idea I call it my, my idea puddle <laughs> I love that I also love this idea of like you can have like habits or like your daily kind of routines but you can also evolve them like switch things out like change it up yeah, right like yeah. okay, from netflix to like actually just you know maybe relaxing listening to music or podcast yeah. it's actually important so you can still like keep your own self don't have to always reinvent yourself but just you know, change it up a bit to the times you know, is, to your current way of life i think that's exactly it it's um properly curating your everyday tasks but finessing them into the best possible yes. thing for yourself 100 percent. of it okay so now fire around questions okay um first thing that comes to your mind um but yeah uh okay. you'll be good at this but okay. it's, it's, i love seeing people's responses so first question <laughs> okay um what's another beauty brand you're currently loving oh do you know what Charlotte Tilbury their new foundation is unbelievable it is so good and um I just I just see her take it like taking over really 
I, I think well, you see how I, I said before, shout out to Aubrey next to Viv. I just foresaw that. So there's something there. Let's just I put mean, it in the cards. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought of shout out to Aubrey and your brand together. So definitely, I definitely see there's the potential of you getting up there. Um, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Oh, the, the first thing that came into my mind again was bubble bath, but also uh, I have to say red wine. I love a glass of red wine so much. Do you ever do red wine and bubble baths? Is that a dangerous combo? <laughs> it's a dangerous combo, but uh, one that is it's frequented a good combo. by myself, yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, what are you currently watching or reading? Oh my God, you've exposed me. So I have ended up in this... Um, I don't know how I've got into this book realm, but it's like fantasy books. So it feels Ooh. really child. It feels really childish to me. But then there's parts of it that are really not childish at all. Uh, my husband calls it my my smut. He says you're reading your smut, and I'm like, I can't talk about this. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, but that's the truth. I'm t- here to tell the truth. <laughs> that's and that's what we want. And I think it's so. I think I I am a huge fan of like fantasy films, fantasy books. I think it it does really increase your creativity and also takes you somewhere. And that escapism is really important sometimes totally. it doesn't always have to be like you know how to build a business book and then building a business it's okay to yeah. like change it up I think I, I watch yeah. right now I'm watching well, I shouldn't even say but I'm watching like the too hot to handle on Netflix yeah. just as my escape yeah. when I get at home I, I don't even to, watch it I just have it in that. the background sounds like the escapism that you sometimes need you need 100 yeah. percent um what's your favorite social media platform right now do you know what? I actually think Instagram, which I don't think yeah. is um, as common an answer as it maybe once was. But there's something about the ease of the platform. I do think that there's a lot to do on it now. Um, and it's so funny. So when you talk to digital creators, see when an app adds another feature, it's like, OK, so now I have oh, to do that as well. <laughs> um, I know. It's always changing. <laughs> yeah. So I think creating for creating content and spending time, I would say Instagram, but TikTok, I am into big time now. I'm not as I'm not really good at it, but I do enjoy it. I've learned a lot and I've found a lot of people that are really interested on it, which I like. I thought it was yeah. just for teenagers and dancing, but actually, no. it's, it's, you know, that's great. Good for them. Have fun. Um, but there's like, I, like, I love uh, like recipes, how to look after my yeah. plants. <laughs> I've learned yeah. a lot about that. Um, I, I'm already yeah. sensing your, F, your For You page now. I can see it. <laughs> you can see it. And I'm on, I'm on animals, plants, food and travel is pretty much love it. it. Oh, that's the dream combo. Not even, yeah yeah <laughs> um no but i would say for business as well like um that's one of my first things when i first went into tiktok i was like oh, i don't know if it's more for like just awareness is it really converting is it really like going to help beauty sales but it's like our best driver of business it's, it's incredible like there are so many types of customers all types of ages yeah. all types of consumers and i think it's such an important platform for anyone who doesn't get it just to like be on it yeah. and learn it because yeah. there's a lot of um ways we can extrapolate extrapolate the information we get there into business yeah. but also just to enjoy like i also have my moments where i don't think about business and i just like pass a 10 minute uber drive by listening to tiktok so yeah, you know, yeah. best of both <laughs> Do you know it's so funny um that that's the last person that i would mention on my team is zoe um yeah. she is our our social media um exec and she is 
so good at TikTok. She is our TikTok. She she is like the face of our TikTok. She is always creating the funniest stuff. And I just think it's amazing. I'm like, how do you come up with this? But like last week, she had two videos that did really great. And, you know, it was so exciting for her. It was so good. And it was so exciting for me as well. So actually, you're you're so right. TikTok, um, I think if you if you have a business, just be on it. Like, like yeah. just have it and look and see what other people are doing because it's really inspiring what other people are doing on it. Like Ryanair, have you seen the Ryanair TikTok? They're insane. Ryanair is so, I mean, whoever's doing their social. But you know, sometimes I look on LinkedIn and I find the person who was like, I found the Duolingo person on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it was a great, I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea it was like this girl, she's like in her young, early 20s and she's a genius. And I was like, I need genius. to hire her. She yes, so we, yeah, we need to go and headhunt these people because they are, it's, and, and how, how exciting as well that business are, get, are getting a whole other way to express themselves. I bet there's a, yeah. I bet there's a lot that are, are nervous about it because they're yeah. like, oh God, we've not really had a voice for a long time and we don't really know how to speak. And then you've got someone yeah. like Ryanair who, would I take a Ryanair flight? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will go and pick yeah. a Ryanair because of the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And also when you see something like Ryanair, one million likes, it also makes you feel a bit more like, okay, like it's legit. Like I feel like, you know, people are knowing the, the you know, it's yeah. it's going to help their money as well, their sales. So they're going to invest it into the company and it's going to be better. So it, it, it sure. all is a 360. So fully agree. Um, and my last question yeah. is if you want... In the beauty space, and as a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? Do you know what? Again, the first thing that came into my head was either I would I'd probably live on a beach somewhere with a beach bar, or I'd have oh, a garden centre. So no, it's so funny. So I'm not. Um, I I think that I this is what I've like. This is just what I want to do. And if I wasn't doing this, I would do something totally different honestly um yeah and that's if I wasn't a makeup artist as well I would still be a makeup artist that part of me I'll yeah. always love that so if I wasn't in the beauty industry at all I'd probably have a garden center <laughs> love it. but that's why I always say like you know we I, I've always lived my life but well, I've only lived not much but when I will continue to live more of it hopefully I want to reinvent myself a lot so I kind of have this rule where I say all those things I want to do still keep them fresh because I might still be able to do them. Even if they make no cohesive sense to the previous thing, it's okay. Like start something new because this is the beauty of this one life we have, like that I know of, I'm living in this moment. If I want to try it, I'm going to try it, but I want to also make sure I give enough time to something to do it well. Right. So don't try too many things at the same time, but don't kill ideas. So that's why I like asking that question because I want to like later, I'll be like, Hey, how's your garden center going in 10 years time? (laughs) Do you know as well? And um, another thing that that I'll say is that um, I have always had a weird fascination with hotels, but specifically spa and wellness driven hotels. And the fact that there's a bit of a gap in the market in Scotland, can you imagine like a Soho house, but in Scotland? Yeah, that'd be like a farmhouse, but like a Scottish farmhouse, but like, that'd be amazing. Yeah, but it's got a garden centre attached to it. So you can yeah. go and get your house plants. Or oh, like a Petersham Nurseries effect, but in Scotland. Do you know I'm, I actually, No, I actually don't, but I'm guessing it's a really oh, nice Google garden centre. It, okay. It's like you can have your food and it's got a garden centre where you can buy your plants. It's beautiful. And it's like yeah. one of those like Soho farmhouse type vibes, but also garden centre. Amazing. And you know, my mum and dad... Um, I work really closely with them and they've, they've, they they are just a really huge part of my life in a, in a quite a quiet way. We're quite private, um, but they make the most incredible fresh juice 
and I could see them having like a bit of a cafe moment in the hotel. So as soon as it's as soon as the plans are in, I'll get you booked in. Okay. But I'll be your first, I'll be your your first customer. I'm coming. Yeah. So let me know when. <laughs> and I'll be there. <laughs> but Jamie, it's it's been like such a pleasure. I could speak to you all day. Um, so just want to say thank you so much for sharing your journey, and um, I cannot wait to see how Vive grows and um, just I, I don't even want to say take over the world. I want to say just you know take over the hearts of people because you're really impacting many, and I really just want to say that. So thank you. Oh. But where can everyone find you and the brand on socials and website? So you can find me I am at Jamie Genevieve pretty much everywhere uh, and you can find Vive on vive.co.uk on Cult Beauty and Harrods as well amazing and maybe soon some pop-ups in your local area so just make oh. sure you're following <laughs> and uh, you'll be up to date and I will see you very soon Jamie we have to do a you know our reunion very soon so we'll make yes we do until then we'll, we'll be in touch and wishing you all the best thank you so much thank you for having me hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.